Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. digging that intro. <laughs> uh, hello, I am Melanie. I'm Kaleo. And today we're going to answer, excuse me, today we're going to answer um, some questions that we've gotten through Instagram and email. And um, we haven't really prepared for these, so we are just going to go off the cuff. We've had some really great questions, um, really deep questions. We've had some pretty um, honest questions. And so we'll, we'll do a couple of different episodes like this. So keep your, your questions coming in. We'd be happy to hear from you. I'm surprised on how good these questions were, like right <laughs> off the bat. I'm a bit nervous, actually, to tell you the truth right now. <laughs> we tried to prepare and we said, you know what, let's just do it. Yeah, there's yeah. just no way you can prepare for this. more real that way. Yeah, Get exactly. ready for the realness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so question number one. What are your favorite go-to for crystals, mudras, and mantras. So we'll start with the crystals. My favorite go-to crystal, actually, if you were to see our house, we have crystals everywhere. Crystals, gems, um, salt lamps. Our house is filled with them. But they're strategically placed, so their energy aligns with the other crystal. <laughs> this was Kaleo's idea. Yes, <laughs> I was really happy. So they go through all of the house and as, as long as they're seeing some part of the other crystal, I, this is my theory. <laughs> I believe that they run through each other. And so the crystals come out into this, this incredible just energy uh, pathway throughout the house. And uh, I, I, in my mind, it looks like, you know, those like Mission Impossible uh, movies where they're breaking into the museum and it's all those red lasers as yes. the alarms system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how I envision it when I set up the crystals that way. I love it. I love your mind so much. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, our house is filled with crystals and I, it's really hard for me to choose my favorite one, honestly, but right now my go-to would be Labradorite. Uh, Labrador is a protection stone and it's beautiful if you haven't seen one they are um, kind of dark but they have purples and blues and if you shine it it's just illuminated they're really pretty uh, my next one my go-to always always is a moonstone rainbow moonstone in particular rainbow moonstone sounds like a kid I used to know in Pahoa <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow Moonstone. Rainbow Moonstone. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think my to go to crystal um, is a smoky quartz. Ooh. Just because it to me it it just looks like uh, it just looks badass. You know, like it I, is I, badass. It gets rid of negative energy. Oh well, then that makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. I've uh, I, I've really been attracted to that for a long time. <laughs> and um, another one is um I'm, I'm gonna butcher this name, Cor Cornelia. Carnelian. Carnelian. And yes. that's the red stone, right? It is. It can be red, sometimes orangish. And you know, they call it either the singer stone or the actor stone. It really helps with communication. I So I have one that's in my um, black Patagonia backpack, which I travel the world with. Mm -hmm. And it constantly stays there. And it's made it through every TSA and every border check. So 
that's definitely those are those are my two right off the top yeah I love that you travel with crystals I well you know I do too I'm the kind of person that will put crystals everywhere so let's say I'm in the airport and I'm wearing yoga pants which is probably 99.9 percent of the time and I go to use a restroom and bam tinkle 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 all these crystals fall out of my pants oh I thought the tinkle 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 was you using the restroom oh no Catch up, little tomatoes. (laughs) So yes, I travel with crystals all the time. Um, So those would be our favorite go-tos right now. Um, As for mudras, all right, so for those of you out there who don't know what mudras are, there's something called hand mudras in yoga, and it's basically like yoga for the hands. You um, kind of like, maybe some of them could look kind of like a gang sign actually yeah actually so imagine doing something with your that's, hands that's exactly what they are melanie they're yoga gang yes, signs yoga yeah. gang. but what <laughs> but in reality they are directing your energy toward a specific intention and um use you're using them for good however and mudras gosh what would be my favorite mudra do you have yours yeah i got mine it's the pranayama mudra Mm. Um, explain what that looks like for those of you out there listening yeah that's not going to be easy okay well just take your hands and um, have your thumb your ring and pinky touch while your middle finger and your pointer finger your peace fingers basically yeah your peace fingers yeah so basically that's how it is it's like showing your peace sign but just folding the ring and pinky to meet your thumb somewhere like in the middle of the hand this actually to me looks like something you would make on a wall with light those little light animals exactly exactly so um yeah what does this do you know i know that it's prana i know it has something to do with with breath but i don't i don't know all of the benefits for me it's one of the easiest ones to do (laughs) and so uh, i find myself doing it all the time and not only that it's a mudra that is um it's it doesn't require two hands to make uh what i mean is there's some mudras that are very complicated that you have to use two hands to make it this one you can just have on one hand if if you want to yes but i also find myself doing it on both hands and i and i find this during like um meditation especially after especially after like a yoga class and mm-hmm. um right after shavasana I'll sit with this with this mudra. It's kind of just an, an automatic thing for me. It's instinctual, actually. Um, but I, I will find out more about it. Okay. Yeah. But I know that I just like it. Good. So that's that's all you need to do is yeah. like it and believe in it and practice it. So the one I've been using lately and teaching in class is called um, Vajra Padama Mudra, and it is the gesture of unshakable trust. And I just, I just love how that sounds, right? Because we all want unshakable trust. So you would take your hands. Let's say you're taking them together in prayer position, and then you would clasp your fingers. So now you have your palms facing your your body, and your thumbs are pointing up. So if you can imagine that. All right, from there, your hands are either by your solar plexus, which is above the navel, or by the heart. And Vajra Padama Mudra, the gesture of unshakable trust, this gives you strength, this gives you courage, this allows you to feel um, love instead of fear when you may be feeling less than 100%. So it's just giving you that confidence, gesture of unshakable trust. I'm doing that right now. Yeah, it's a beautiful one. Confidence is a big one. Confidence is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. 
So those are our go-to mudras right now. Of course, all of this is going to change. Uh, mantras. My mantra that I absolutely love is called the Gayatri Mantra. And I actually have this uh, tattooed on my right foot in Devanagari. And uh, should I say the mantra? Yeah, if you can. Okay. It's Om Bur Bhuvasvaha Tat Savitur Varenyam Bargo Devasya Dimahi Diyo Yona Prachodayat. You do that so good. <laughs> Wow, babe. So that means it's translated, you know, of course, into English um, from Sanskrit in many different ways. But one translation that I really love is may the divine guide and illuminate my intelligence. And to me, that means let me not be guided by my ego mind, but by my higher self. So that's that's my favorite right now. I like that. Okay, so um, my to go to mantra is one that I learned from um, a book written by Charles, Charles, uh, Hanel. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a very simple one. It's, it's just something I, I find myself repeating when I can't, um, when I can't concentrate and it's, it's really easy. It's just, I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. And, uh, all of these qualities are qualities that um, if I'm not feeling a hundred percent, I can think of this mantra and it helps me to, to pull myself into a better feeling place. And just the more that I say it, um, especially if I'm, I'm not having a, you know, particularly really good day, I'll go to this, this mantra and it'll help me actually focus a little more on the, um, on finding the good. But I find that when a mantra is most effective is when you're feeling good and you're concentrating on that feeling good and then you say something like that. And um, how, how incredible, how even more incredible that you will feel when using a mantra when um, you're already in that, that amazing space. Mm-hmm. Or it can actually bring you into that space too. Yeah, yeah, and, no, that, and, that's it. It edges me into that space. But but sometimes when you're feeling so good, you think, well, I don't really need to say uh, any anything right now because I feel good. I mean, no mantra. But when you say it, when you're really like aligned, you know, your your body, mind, and spirit is aligned, then you say something so strong and powerful to you. Um, how 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 much even more you know brilliance that that pulls out. Mm-hmm. And I like how you brought in uh, a mantra that was in English because mine's a little hard to remember. <laughs> no, but your uh, your Sanskrit's really, really good. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. So you can also, I mean, mantras and affirmations, they don't have to be these long, huge things that you say. You can even just finish an I am statement. Whether you're feeling it or not, saying that an I am statement will definitely put you into the mindset of what you are trying to accomplish or achieve. For example, if you're feeling fearful, you can say, I am love or I choose love over fear. So whatever your focus is, whatever you want to be at that moment, knowing that you are already that, you can bring these affirmations or mantras in and it can really shift your your whole vibration. I find that when I'm um, after meditation, there's usually a new mantra that that comes to me from source. And um, I always journal after uh, the meditation practice. And so I have all these these mantras that that are just written. And um, I would really like to actually do something with them. 
we can we can be creative with that mm-hmm. yeah they'll go in the book oh, all right <laughs> let's go all right so thank you for that question that was a, a three-part question uh, moving on to the next one have we practiced and if so achieved transcendental meditation <laughs> also called tm Um, I will start there. I have not practiced transcendental meditation, but I do know that there is, I mean, this was big back in the the sixties and seventies, I believe. And I think that there is a resurgence of it coming back into, um, North County, San Diego specifically. I'm sure it's all over, but I've seen it, um, recently in Encinitas and, um, I have not practiced that, but I do have a meditation practice And my meditation practice is simple. I sit. That's it. That's it. You don't, you you sit and wait (laughs) and you breathe. Oh, oh, I breathe. Absolutely. But, but I sit, I find if I don't take the time to actually sit, then I'm, I'm never going to make that time for meditation. I've actually, I've been in, um, a yoga retreat with my business partner up on Idlewild mountain with these amazing Buddhist monks and they taught us their technique for meditation and they called it just sitting as well but they would do this for hours and hours on end and they would sit there in one technique I'm getting a little bit away from transcendental but I, I haven't experienced that yet so I'll talk about what I have experienced their meditation was to sit and count the breath and when you count the breath you would count one inhale exhale two the next inhale exhale and then when you get to 10 you start back at one again and it sounds simple but the longer i sat i would count to i would catch myself on say 40 because i forgot that i had to bring back so it just kind of brings you back in to one so that your mind just doesn't start wandering off so that was a pretty interesting technique Oh well, yeah, anytime that you get to find a technique from a monk, you know, on top of a hill, it's definitely it something pretty special. You, yeah, yeah. you should pay attention for sure. Yeah. Um, TM, are you finished? I'm sorry. I am. Now, okay. moving it on to Kaleo, he has a beautiful meditation practice that he does every day. Yeah, but it's I, I have not delved into TM because I was actually advised to find a instructor or a teacher before. Um I've read a lot about it and I've, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts about it. And I actually, one of my biggest heroes in the world, Rick Rubin, uh, is a TMer and Russell Simmon as well. Oh, kicking it back. Def Jam style right there. But, um, (laughs) he does yoga. Oh oh, yeah. Yeah, No, no. Yeah. This is a, it's, it's really cool to read about, you know, um, especially when it brings it into music now and why I'm so just kind of instinctually attracted to the meditation um, with music. So I haven't been into TM to answer the question, but my meditation practice is, um, it's improving every day. And uh, it's something that I, um, I do and I'll find myself doing it anywhere I am. There doesn't have to be like a special alignment of things. Um, I'll do it in an airport, uh, in the morning before anyone's up on the tour bus, I'll go to the back lounge and, um, I'll rearrange the cushions to make a Zafu and have my meditation there. Uh, when I'm at home, it's really easy because I can meditate anywhere in the house. Um, but when TM, 
when I do get to the TM part, and I will, I know I will, um, I'll definitely come back and, and answer that question again. Yeah, thank you. All right, the next question is creative spousing, quote unquote. <laughs> this is how it came through on Instagram. Creative spousing when scheduling is crazy. And um, this is probably one that we have really evolved into. Well, I mean, in America, I mean, you, you have to have, you kind of have to be a creative spouse with, you know, how much, how much time is used on, on everything as far as the American standard of work and, uh, and, and sports, you know, I mean, for the kids, there's not too many (laughs) parents that are, are doing sports. Oh, actually, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're not parents. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but I would say that creative spousing, it's, it's really fun to do if you find uh, someone who wants to be creative with you. Other than, yeah. Right. It yeah. can't be one way. Right. Yes. So let's talk about how we do this creative sp- I really like that terminology, by the way. How we do this accomplished creative spousing when you're on tour. So let's just give a, a little visual of what happens when you're on tour is you typically fly out to a destination. You catch up with your tour bus you were on the road for between two weeks to two months at a time, and um, and I'm at home. And it used to not be as easy as it is now. I mean, we we're we're pretty easy right now. I think things just kind of flow for us. But we've done all the work. You know, it hasn't always been this easy. We've been together at this point. If you're listening when it's accurate, not from the future, <laughs> from today, we've been together over, God, oh, I don't even know, is it 16 or 17 years? 16 it's, years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, everyone has their growing pains in the beginning and they're, they're getting to know each other and what you will and will not, um, accept in a relationship and where you can compromise. But I think the number one for me is communication. So we always make time for each other, whether it's a text message, um, a phone call, uh, FaceTime. Kaleo sends me pictures that he calls, he hashtags it, which I mean, it's just a text, so it's not actually on hashtag or on, on Instagram. He says it's Melanie's personal Instagram. So he sends me photos of his walks or wherever he is during the day. And it just makes us feel closer just to have that little bit of communication. And then of course, I always go out and, and visit him on the road as well. Um, not always, sometimes the tours are shorter and I don't get to go out, but just having that communication and the trust and respect for each other's time. So if he doesn't have the time to send me a photo or I'm too busy to, to answer his FaceTime call, to have that respect and the trust to say, Oh, I get it. You're busy. No problem. Let's communicate later and just let it feel light instead of you're supposed to talking to me at this time where's my instagram photo and that's the that's a key word when you're supposed to right <clears throat> because we all fall into these like social patterns that aren't correct for the individual um i mean if it makes you feel good good but if you're doing it if you really question yourself like am i doing this because i truly feel that this is good or right and what i mean by that is i i really I credit a lot of our relationship due to the fact that you respect what I do. 
and mm-hmm. and I respect what you do. Right. And I'm, you know, I, I really wish I saw that more. Um, with, with other couples. Yeah, with other couples. Mm-hmm. I really wish I saw that more or heard about it more. Um, it's This is your path and I'm on my path. Mm-hmm. And there is no right and there's no wrong. It just is. And so when you're able to be so confident and happy with what you're doing and leave everything and everybody else out of that, like what they think or whatever, if you do what you truly want to do and you're doing it, then you can see that in another person. Because when you see that in another person, what they're doing and what they want to do, then it's a lot easier for you guys to understand how you are how you are and where you're vibrating at mm-hmm. for me it comes down to my favorite thing about being in a relationship with you is the independence that we have and the growth that we have separate and we can bring it together mm-hmm. versus trying to grow together and forgetting about the growth that is um, supposed to happen which is personal growth right well and I think if if one party or both parties is focused more on each other, then they're going to become resentful sooner or later because they're not exploring their passion. They're not allowing themselves to shine. It's all about the other person, making that person happy or making that person unhappy because you're unhappy with yourself. And then, so, and then that's just a lose-lose all the way around. Right. So coming back to what would work is to encourage and allow others, each other to shine in their own life. So I admire and love so much that you are following your dream. You have this amazing band and amazing business and you're, you're doing your thing. You also have the producing, you're in the studio when you're home. So you are busy a lot, but I never feel neglected or that's such a harsh word. I never feel, um, like I'm not getting enough love, intention, encouragement from you. I always feel it. Well, that's good because the the whole the whole point of that is you are making sure that you are filling yourself up with you. love. <laughs> you are filling yourself up with love, and that's exactly what's supposed to be happening. Right. I am supposed to be filling myself up with love. You fill yourself. You <laughs> fill yourself up with love, and um. And then these two loving beings can come together, and bam. Right. Yes. Exactly. And um, everyone always asks, like, oh, isn't it so hard to be away from home for so long? And the answer is kind of. The answer is sometimes you miss home. But for the most part, traveling everywhere throughout the world, if you're, if you're looking and you're finding the good about it, um, you're, you're going to find good. <laughs> and that's, that's everyday life. Like if you're finding the good in your day, which is what Bubby always used to say, find the good. Bubby is my grandmother. Yeah. Find the good, find the good. Yeah. If you're finding the good in, throughout your day, you're only improving yourself and bringing up even more confidence. And confidence melts fear. So I like that. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So big one, again, coming back to choose love over fear. In, in any moment, if a fearful thought comes up, Choosing a loving thought or choosing to not give it so much attention, not so much power will shift your energy, will shift your emotions, will shift your vibration so that you can not be so focused on it. Yeah. And another thing too is uh, what 
it helps me out a lot is I like knowing that I'm not part of a conventional marriage in the sense of um, stressing out, not being able to be happy because you can't make the other person happy. And I know a lot of people who spend a lot of time, and I've done this actually, I've tried to make people happy. That doesn't work. <laughs> make Trying to make someone happy doesn't work. Mm. Making it you happy. Comes within. Yeah. Making yourself happy works because you actually have power to do that. You do not have the power to make someone else happy. It's really, it's really a personal thing and it's up mm-hmm. to them. Yep, All right. I good agree. question. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, good question. All right. Next question is, how do you stay inspired when things become mundane? Ha <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I'll go. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Yes. I stay inspired when things become mundane by stop doing the mundane thing that's making me uninspired. Oof. Mic drop. <laughs> so, um, perfect example. Um, I'll be I'll be at the studio, and let's just say that I'm working on um, a song, and I'm I'm just running around in circles with this song, uh, and I and I just can't find anything pleasing about what I'm doing. I simply turn everything. I shut everything down. Turn everything off grab my board, run across the street to the ocean, jump in and clear my head and get away completely from whatever is making me not happy. And some people might say that that's running around or running away from your problems. How I look at it is I'm taking a vacation from something that's really needing me to take a vacation actually. And then and then you'd be surprised on like when I get back, how different my attitude is and how, how different everything is. Now, you don't have to jump in the ocean and go surf. What you can do is you're like, you know what? Let's just time out and go go for a walk. Um, go, go talk to a friend on the phone that you haven't spoke to in a long time. Just whatever it is, get out of the mindset and just stop thinking about it in all capacity. And that's actually what I'll, I'll, I'll end up this long winded thing by this. Whenever anything gets mundane, take a break from it. I like that. So my answer, how do I stay inspired when things become mundane? I would say to focus, first of all, I'm going to answer in two parts. Focus on what makes you inspired and keep doing that, right? So let's say you are working in a job that you're not passionate about, and that's why what you're doing is becoming mundane then take time to work on other things. So get your work done and then do something that really uplifts you, whether it is going for a hike or writing or starting a blog or um, whatever it is that makes you happy and uplifted. Focus on that and have that balance between what you have to do and what you want to do. And then the stuff you have to do won't have as much um, weight if you're already being inspired in other places. And the second part to my, excuse me, the second part to my answer there, when things become mundane, is first of all, what are the things, and can you shift your perspective around it to have some gratitude? So instead of looking at these things as they're mundane. Um, 
I'm so bored. I wish I could do something different. Instead of focusing on that and having that perspective, shift your your awareness to where you have gratitude. I'm really grateful I have a job. I'm really grateful I have this family. Um, something that makes you feel more appreciative instead of resentful. Find the good. Find the good. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. All right. So our next question is uh, methods for awakening unconscious people and how to keep your own consciousness alive when the everyday gets in the way. These are some heavy questions. These are some honest questions. I mean, like this is episode two and we're in the thick of it. (laughs) All right. Here we are. All right. So the first part of it, methods for awakening unconscious people. I'm going to stop right there in the question. And my response to that is you can't you can't awaken someone who you feel is unconscious everyone is responsible for their own consciousness absolutely (laughs) Um, perfectly said only thing that you can do is like i said in the last question shift your perspective everyone is on their own journey and yes it may be affecting you in in a multitude of ways but there is nothing you can do. The only thing we can control is our actions and our reactions to things. So if somebody is, um, is acting in an unconscious way toward you, then you can choose how you react to it. You can send them love and go on your way. You can, as my friend Eden say, release them to the universe. <laughs> we'll talk about that, that later. And, um, or you can just go about focusing on yourself and, and your family. Um, if it is someone in your own family, then the same thing goes. You know, you just want to focus on um, letting them be on their journey. And that's really hard. You know, sometimes we feel like we know better and sometimes we do, right? What's better for a person? You should be acting this way. You should be taking care of yourself in this way. Um, but again, it's not our path. It's not our journey. And yeah, that sucks. It sucks when we, we may know better, um, but I would just say, you know, we can't awaken unconscious people. It's up but, to them. But that only sucks if you allow it to. Yeah. For, for, for me, it's just like everyone has free will. And that is, that's like the most beautiful gift that we could like receive. And no matter what they're doing, it's exactly, if you were to, if you were just to think about what someone does in their life is absolutely perfect for their life. Let's also stamp that. It's their life. Mm-hmm. Then I get I get a lot happier and a lot more peace when I'm not bumming myself out because of someone else's choices. Because right. that's, that's really not helping anything. But it's so much easier said than done because, you know, we've had friends who have had siblings or loved ones who maybe not make be making the right choices maybe they're going down the path of drugs or or just something that's you know we everyone knows that they could be doing better and it's hurting people and when you're hurt and you're fearful for that person it's hard to go you are on your right path you're on you know it's hard to let them go but I mean that's why this is a practice it's not anything that's Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's like I'm not blind. I can absolutely see that, and I, I, I totally agree. It's not easy, and being in that situation too. But um, man, that's a great question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say, 
know, you can't change others. You can only change yourself and you can change your awareness around it and how you react. And it, it may be really painful for a long time and it may be really hard to let someone go down a path that, that may be hurtful to you or others. But a, a saying, a quote that I really love is everything is okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. So if you think about that and someone's going down a path that you don't agree with or they're being unconscious in your opinion, then maybe there's a lot of growth and learning to happen on your part as well, as well as, as well as theirs, <laughs> excuse me. And in the long run, that is going to be really beneficial to all involved. So just know that it's not the end. Everyone gets a ride. That's that. <laughs> The other, will. the other part of that question, how do you keep your own consciousness alive when the everyday gets in the way? Do you want to start with this one? Uh, okay, so what I'm gathering from this question is how do you keep a positive consciousness, a still consciousness? Let's see, your own consciousness alive. I would say... Um, yeah, staying true to yourself, staying positive. Staying positive when yeah. the real world gets in the way. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, when the real world gets in the way, it usually is because it's something for you to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a there's another saying: uh, life doesn't happen to you; it happens for you. For being a very good number, life happens for you, and uh, if you are able to take that kind of um, approach to the situations that happen to you and look i'm not going to pretend like life is filled with a bunch of unique different situations for a bunch of unique different people and what comes into someone's life is something for them to learn from um and i've (laughs) i've spent my whole life (laughs) learning (laughs) and uh and I'm going to continue to learn and I'll continue forever because I, I believe that this is forever and I believe that energy doesn't, doesn't cease. I believe it goes on. And so if you're able to see a situation and again, I, I just keep coming back to it. It's the theme, find the good. And when you mm-hmm. find the good in the situation and you soften the blow of what it could be and instead of reacting, you be proactive in what is happening, uh, then you may find, you know, that, that what seems to be, a, a not a, a good thing or a not good timing on a situation actually is exactly what you needed and is exactly what your life is calling for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that takes faith. It takes, um, love. It takes faith and belief that, Life is happening for you and not to you. Right. And, and trusting and surrendering that everything is unfolding exactly as it's supposed to. Even if it may be challenging at the time, we can take comfort that at least it's either going to be okay in our favor that we're happy about, or if it's an outcome that we wish were different, it's going to be an opportunity for growth. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd also like to to add one more little thing about finding the good there. So when every day gets in the way, we're all going to have an every day, right? Well, hopefully. Oh, every every day (laughs) is an every day. It could be amazing and exciting. It could be mundane. It could be um, challenging. Challenging. 
finding the good, looking for the little gifts that life provides to you. And when you, you can even just ask it. If you're driving in your car and you are trying to, um, quote unquote, keep your own consciousness alive when the everyday gets in the way, just say, look, look for the good. And maybe it's a smile from a stranger. Maybe someone lets you cut in front of them somewhere where you're, um, where you don't have much time. Um, whatever it is, find the little things and when you're focusing on that, you're going to see them happen more and more. So everyday life or the mundane can turn into a whole day of beauty. And it really uplifts you. When you see these things and you start looking for them, it's like, oh my gosh, there's another one. There's a butterfly dancing with me. Here's yep. a parking spot right in front of the place I need to go to. Absolutely. Yeah. Good questions again. Yeah, great questions. All right. Moving on to... Oof, this is a big one. The secret of staying in love. Huh. I would say right off the bat, loving yourself. It's like you ripped the words <laughs> off of my tongue. It really is. And I, it, we're just going to circle back to that question earlier. Uh, yeah, it is. Loving I'm, yourself yeah. completely. And then you can love other, other people. You know, I, um, in the beginning of our relationship, still, like I said earlier, trying to figure out your way, find out what works and what doesn't work, what you're okay with, what you're not okay with, and fi- falling in love with yourself every, every day. day. Falling in love with yourself and falling in love with life. And then, oh my gosh, it's so easy to love your, your spouse or your partner or uh, your family. Your job. Because your, your job, life. yeah, because you are living in this space of, of love and not challenge or fear. Um, I absolutely agree. And I'll only add this really quickly. It's love yourself. Love yourself to the max. Love it so, <laughs> lo- love you so much because there's nothing to lose except for what's holding you back. Beautiful. All right. So we just went through our first round of Instagram questions and um, they were they were good. Thank you all so much for sending these in. Um, you can, we'd love to hear from you more. We'll do these Q and A's every once in a while. Um, you can contact us at love at rebelamuse.com or Instagram is rebel underscore and underscore muse. And, <laughs> and that was, that was a lot of, of memory power that I, <laughs> that I just saw I just your CPU. I just want to make sure, I know, yeah. my, my hamsters saw your CPU and your brain just go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that wraps up episode two. Thank you so much for joining uh, thanks us. Thanks for listening. Yep. Peace. Aloha.